Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Pop Culture University, where we talk about what is going on in pop culture and see what we can learn from it. What can we learn from these celebrities putting their lives on display for us to nitpick and talk about and ultimately learn from, from the safety of our couches? If it is your first time here, welcome. We have a seat for you always. Maybe sit in the front. There's someone in the back who smells like cheese, so maybe you want to sit in the front. If it's not your first time here, welcome back. I'm so thankful to have you. The pop culture moment I briefly want to talk about is, did you guys see the music video for Coldplay and Selena Gomez's new song, Let Somebody Go? It is the best cinematic music video I have seen in a long time. The effects, the coloring, the aura, the aesthetic, how it moves the message of the song along. It is so amazing. And the stunts that they did, you have to go see it. It's very like Inception, kind of like No Tears Left to Cry by Arna Grande vibes but like evolved like the four years later version it is so trippy and good and you have to go see it and plus that song is so good and sad and every time i listen to it i will literally cry i was literally cheering up to it at the gym the other day and someone definitely saw me like wipe a tear from it i thought it was crazy but anyway go watch that video it's so good the director for it's a genius he directed uh well he directed no tears have to cry actually too uh he directed like god it's a woman he directed havana camila cabello multiple videos that have won video of the year at the mtv music video awards he directed humble by kendrick lamar genius anyway let's talk about the lessons of the day so first of all the oscar nominations are out and unfortunately the actress that was vying and praying and hoping she would get an oscar nomination lady gaga was snubbed and we're going to talk about other snubs and other pop girls who were awarded or snubbed like arna grande beyonce billie eilish they were all hoping to get a nomination um so we're going to talk about that and then we're going to talk about Keat and Julie and their relationship proclamations. They have come out with uh, new statuses in their relationships. One of them are official. One of them are not so official. So we're going to get into that. And then lastly, we're going to talk about all the stunts Kanye is pulling this week, like demanding an apology from all the Kardashians publicly on his Instagram and then posting text conversations about him and members of the Kardashians angrily demanding an apology and then going out to an event with a kim kardashian lookalike and then we're finally going to hear in her vogue interview that came out today how kim feels about the kanye attacks on her on social media and she answered it head on so stick around for that before we get into it can you just rate this podcast five star and spotify and apple Podcasts? you're already here you may as well do it to help me out so much and then follow it for all future episodes so i can keep making the episodes and you can keep getting the tea and yeah anyway let's get into it happy wednesday welcome to pop culture university
the most prestigious award of the year, the Oscars, the Academy Award, have released their nominations. And the most hopeful actress of the year, Lady Gaga, who was so much hoping and campaigning to get a Best Actress nomination when the results came in, did not get nominated. This was a huge shock and disappointment to a lot of people. I'm sure Lady Gaga the most. If you don't know which movie we're talking about, she was in House of Gucci this year. And she was the main character, Patrizia Reggiani. It was almost a three-hour film, and Lady Gaga put her whole Lady Gaga ussy into this film, if you know what I'm talking about. She did so much in the name of method acting to make this role the best she possibly could, make it an iconic performance for all of us to enjoy and have forever and appreciate the work she put in. And she did that. She did a lot to get into this film. If you don't remember, Lady Gaga has been on kind of like a campaign lately saying everything she did to prepare for this film. She took some pretty Gaga insane drastic measures. She stayed in character for over 12 months because she took like method acting to the extreme, just like she takes everything to the extreme. Um, she stayed in character for over 12 months, even when she's on the phone with her friends and family or talking to them in person, like she would stay in character. She would stay in accent for over nine months, her like Italian accent. She said she wrote an 80 page biography about her character um, to just learn more about her and really get her backstory like flowing through her veins. So she just became Patrizia and it would just flow out of her naturally on the screen. And she said she wrote a letter to her old self saying goodbye to her old self because she wasn't going to need her anymore. Like she literally said, I wrote a letter to myself saying I don't need you anymore. And she said goodbye to herself. Like I wish I could say goodbye to myself. I didn't know that was an option. Currently writing my breakup letter to myself right now. Um, And then she said she purposely gained weight on film to look more like her character. She ate a bunch of um, like pasta and bread because that's like Italian food. And she wanted to have a more round appearance because... The woman she was portraying had a more like round facial appearance. So she wanted to emulate that. So she was eating a lot to stay in character. That's why I eat a lot too. Like I'm, I'm just staying in character. Um, and then she said she dyed her hair brown. Even though she wore wigs the whole film. She dyed her hair brown just so she can really feel Patrizia in her veins as she was doing it. And really get her whole image and her whole life and backstory inside of her. And just be her at all times, you know. I wish someone could get inside my backstory. I don't know. I mean, Valentine's Day is coming up. So, but anyway, the little monsters were fucking pissed because Lady Gaga did all of this work and she really wanted it. And unfortunately she did not get it. And now she was kind of like really like boisterous about it. Like, you know, like some people might think that that's embarrassing if she's going on all these late shows saying everything she did for this film and doing all these press junkets saying how much she dedicated herself and how much she really, really wanted it. And then she just didn't get it so like she kind of failed in front of everyone which i'm sure she's very embarrassed about but i want to be embarrassed about it i respect her for like expressing how much she wanted it and recognition is important of course you want to be recognized so i don't blame her for trying to get the nomination even if she at the end of the day did not get it i'm gonna read some of the mad little monsters tweets because they're really funny um someone said lady gaga put her entire italian pussy into the role for house of gucci got nominated for best actress for huge awards including the bf ta awards sag awards golden globes critics choice lady gaga deserved that oscar nomination i don't care i don't care someone said lady gaga is still going to show up to that oscars event talking about how much she injected herself with not only marinara sauce but also alfredo sauce more you know method acting going on there i i wouldn't doubt it if lady gaga said she did that next um and yeah overall they're just saying like she deserves it the oscars are canceled Someone said, when her snub is getting more headlines than all the other nominees, I guess that says a lot. 
And even one of the directors of a film that got nominated for uh, Best Picture this year said that he was really disappointed that Lady Gaga was not in the Best Actress category because she thought she was magnificent and she thought she really deserved it. And the Academy kind of teased her in a way because there was a lot of talk of Gaga being in like the Oscar conversation and, oh, you're going to get nominated, like everyone's saying, like Gaga, like, oh, we hear the rumblings, like you're going to get the nomination, you could win. And then she just doesn't get even a nomination. So <laughs> that's kind of fucked up and they kind of teased her a lot. I would be a, a little mad about that. Um, but yeah, that must be hard. Trying so hard and it doesn't pay off and not even getting acknowledged with a nomination is kind of just a slap in the face. And I feel for her right now. It's kind of like when Jennifer Lopez didn't get nominated for an Oscar for Hustlers like two years ago or something. And everyone was like, oh, JLo, you're going to get the Oscar nomination. And then she didn't get it. And then she said she was like depressed after the nomination. So came out and like she didn't get the nomination. So I hope Lady Gaga is not taking it like JLo did. Speaking of JLo, her new film for Valentine's Day is coming out next week. I don't know if I'm going to see it. She's promoting the fuck out of it. And she said she's been working on it for over eight years and it was supposed to be released in 2020, but they like kept postponing it. And then she like made new music for it so it could be more timely and stuff. And I was like, oh my fucking God. So yeah, JLo did a lot for that. But anyway, Gaga did not get it. Um, feel really bad for her. She really wanted it. But Ariana Grande was also snubbed at the Oscars. She had a lot of Oscar buzz for best original song for Just Look Up, Turn Off That Shit Box News, Cause You're About to Die Soon, Everybody. Ooh, yeah. I'm sorry for that. But anyway, that was what she was nominated for, and that she performed with Kid Cudi for Don't Look Up. And she did not get a nomination. She was a little excited for it, too. I could tell. I'm an RNAer. I'm always stalking her. I could tell she kind of wanted it. She did a few interviews about it and talking about how she worked on the song and everything that went into it. So she put her whole grande aussie into that one. Um, but good news is Don't Look Up did get nominated for Best Picture. And she is a part of that cast, the ensemble for that. So I hope that wins. I, I really only think they got nominated because all the actors in it are like Oscar favorites. So they were like, all right, like all of our friends are in this film. Like we'll, we'll nominate it, but I don't think it's going to win. But I love Don't Look Up and I'm so happy that it got nominated. And people are pissed because they thought that film sucked. But I thought it was great. So ha 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 ha, it got nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars. Um, there was some um, main pop girls who did get nominated for an Oscar this year, and that is including Billie Eilish for Best Original Song for No Time to Die um, from James Bond. And then Beyonce was also um, nominated for Best Original Song for Be Alive. So congratulations to them. They are Oscar nominees, not Ariana Grande or Lady Gaga. Well, Lady Gaga has already been nominated for one. I'm sure Blue Ivy will win her first Oscar like next week. So anyway, what can we learn from this? I think what we can learn from this whole thing is that your hard work may not pay off in the way that you want and you may not get what you hoped you would get in the end, but it doesn't mean that your hard work was for nothing. Uh, Lady Gaga still made an iconic film that so many people around the world enjoyed and, you know, grossed a lot at the box office and is timeless and will be a classic so it was not for nothing if you put in the hard work you're still going to reap the benefits what's that saying shoot for the moon and even if you miss you'll land amongst the stars
and Julie. They have both made some proclamations in their relationships in the past week and have cemented a status for where they sit with their new lovers. And after four months of talking and being together, Pete, one half of Keat, finally dropped the G-bomb. He finally said the word girlfriend out loud in an interview about Kim Kardashian and the world went nuts. Shit is getting real. Kim and Pete are motherfucking official. He said it on live TV. He did a people interview where the interviewer, who was great, by the way, I don't even know who she is, but she killed it. She was just asking Pete about like his SNL schedule and his upcoming projects. And then she was like, so what do you do in your free time? You know, like hinting on, you know, maybe him and Kim. Then he was like, oh, in my free time. Um, well, let me just play the clip. He listed what he does in his free time. And at the end, he said something about Kim. Most of my daily life is like getting into cars and showing up to a set. Or I just like, if I'm off, I just either hang with my friends or chill with my girlfriend inside and chill with my girlfriend inside. Did you hear that? With my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Why, why am I still like, like taken aback? I'm so happy for them. But just seeing it come out of Pete's mouth is like, wow. Pete Davidson is dating Kim Kardashian. What? And he's going to be his her Valentine? What? For some reason, this couple is still a little hard for me to accept. And Kanye West, too. He probably threw his phone and maybe one of his kids at the TV when he saw Pete say that. I'm kidding. Um, But yeah, shocking. Anyway, also in this interview, this interviewer who, again, is amazing, she saw in the background of Pete's room because it was a Zoom interview. So she saw Pete was sitting in his room and in the back he had like a candle, you know, like those Jesus candles that have someone's face on them as a joke. She saw that Pete had one for Kim. Pete had a Kim Jesus candle in his room. Let me play that part. Yeah, is that a Kardashian candle on your other shoulder? I've got good eyes. Yes, yes it is. That, that is, uh, that is, that is exactly what that is. He has a whole shrine to her. He worships her. He gets up in the morning, lays out a rug, and prays to that candle. And we all know it's true. He's kneeling on his bed, hands crossed, saying, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Kim K Spirit, Amen. Um... Yeah, he had a full-ass shrine to her. That's kind of weird that he had a candle for Kim in his room. I kind of want to know the backstory. Why does he have that candle? Did Kim buy for him as a joke? Did he get it? Did someone get it for him as a joke? The whole theme seems very weird to me. I'm a little scared to see his closet. Because, you know, like, when someone has an obsession with someone, they, like, put a bunch of photos of them in their closet. And they have, like, a whole shrine to them and a whole wall dedicated to them. Like, he's fully into her. I'm not going to say obsessed or anything too insane yet. It's just one candle. But what if that candle was a part of a bigger plot? What if he uses that candle to manifest Kim into his life? <gasps> he saw the manifestation TikToks, and that's how he got his relationship with Kim. Oh my god, I'm fucking onto him. Remember when he, when everyone was like, why is Kim Kardashian on SNL? That makes no sense. She's like not promoting anything. Like she's not, you know, like that kind of celebrity. Why is she on SNL? Maybe Pete booked her on SNL because he works there. And then remember that skit in that episode where they kissed? Maybe Pete wrote that skit to set up this whole thing and orchestrate and manifest this whole thing for her to come into his life. And it's all a part of a bigger scheme. When, oh my God, what if he did the same thing with Arne Grande? Because that's what, because everyone was like, why is people with Arne Grande? She's so out of his league. She went on SNL too. And they had a moment together on SNL as well. Maybe he manifested the relationship with her too. And has an Arne Grande candle. Like I do. 
I'm, I mean, I am an Arnator, but I don't have an Arnagonda candle. I've wanted to buy one so bad, but they're just so expensive and I'm just like very frugal. But anyway, I think I figured out how Pete gets these girlfriends. He doesn't get these women because he's attractive or he's nice, like a nice guy or he, or his big dick. He gets them because he's crazy and he sets it all up and he manifests them. I'm so onto him. Anyway, for the sake of time, let's move on. He said Kim is his first Valentine. He's had a decent number of relationships, so that was surprising to me. I guess they just don't last a full calendar year, so he's never had a girlfriend in February. But he said he's really excited and he's like planning out what they're going to do and it's a big day for them. Um, And I don't know. Kim is used to waking up to some pretty crazy fucking gifts on Valentine's Day. Like famous piano players playing for her, an orchestra playing a symphony for her, like a million roses, a 20-foot flower wall. And not only like million dollar gifts, but also like deeply thoughtful gifts. So that's a lot of pressure for P. I don't think, you know, no shade for not being like a like a billionaire, not having the funds. But I don't even think he'll be that thoughtful in buying a gift for her. Um, like what can P get her? Some Vans, a joint, <laughs> Kanye's new album on vinyl, <laughs> Donda Two on vinyl. I heard she's a big fan. Maybe a tattoo for her could be his gesture. Anyway, I'm sure he'll come up with something, and I know they'll have an amazing day. I know people have the literally the best Valentine's Day, better than any of us. So, but also, I don't really like that there's pressure for like Valentine's Day gifts. Like a, the pressure of a gift is just so lame. I really don't like the concept of like an ob- an obligatory gift that takes the passion out of it. So many people be forcing shit on Valentine's Day and like spending all this money just because it's like a Hallmark holiday and they feel like they have to. But anyway, I don't know. It's still fun. I'm sure he'll come up with something. Do you guys have a Valentine? Ooh, if you do, let me know. I hope you have a juicy day that day. Mm, get something exciting. Here I am talking about how I hate gifts. And I'm like, I hope you get a great Valentine's Day gift. Um, I may or may not have a Valentine, but I'm not a celebrity. So I don't need to share that information. Anyway, moving on. Kanye and Julia. They have also made a proclamation in the label of their relationship. And they have said that they are in an open relationship. So we both know that they agreed earlier in their time of dating that they're just going to be casual. But we just learned that they also agree that they can date other people while they're dating, which kind of makes sense. I'm very not surprised that they're in an open relationship. It seems very like them. If you've like read stuff about them and like kind of saying that she has that really like free thinker, like progressive, like mindset that he does. So I feel like both their mindsets are just like that. Their sources put out a quote to E.T. And it's like this quote from the source is exactly what you think it would be. It says their bond transcends typical norms because they're evolved beings who just want each other to be happy. That's so like a Kanye statement. Like I'm a genius. Like I'm five steps ahead. Like I'm a trendsetter. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's saying that like they have the relationship of the future, which is an open relationship. Um, Kanye to Julia was probably just like, we're in an open relationship. Me, you, and Kim, once I get her back. And anyone else I want. And Julia was probably just like, okay, daddy. But anyway, open relationships are trendy right now. So would you guys be down to have an open relationship? Will and Jada popularize them. I feel like a lot of like older couples in Hollywood definitely have them. It's a big thing in Hollywood. Um, so yeah, would you guys like to be in one? I personally would not. I actually talked to someone who was in an open relationship. And once I found out that they weren't in an open relationship, I was extremely turned off because I felt like just someone like off to the side. And I don't, I'm not really about that. Just like hooking up. So I was like, Oh, 
and I was very turned off. I would like to think I could have like a progressive mindset and like being in an open relationship, but I really don't think I could. The person that they were with like lives literally in a different continent. So they were like, we just are long distance. So that's why I'm in an open relationship. But I was still just like, no, like I can't go into this knowing that like you literally have someone else. So I was just like, I'm sorry. No. And I don't really think I ever could. But maybe one day, I don't know. Maybe I just need someone trying to do. What can we learn from this? I think a lesson I can like leave you guys with upcoming for Valentine's Day is that it's truly not the big gifts or the extravagant dates that it's going to make your Valentine's Day special. It's going to be that person that you're with, that you get to spend your day with, that you just feel at home and safe with, that you truly love and spending that quality time together, getting the privilege of being with someone that you love is really what's going to make your Valentine's Day. So don't even worry about the gifts. Don't make the whole thing. And if you're with someone who's like demanding a gift, I don't know. That'd be a red flag for me. Also, we can learn that like love comes in many forms. So if you do have an open relationship, I'm not judging you. I think that's amazing that you do that. Relationships come in so many forms and I respect you. I want someone to love me. I need someone who needs me. Kanye West social media has been ablaze again this week and he's been making a headline every five minutes. So let's talk about Kanye's stunts of the week. And they're just as juicy as they were last week. So first of all, Kanye, we know he's releasing Donda part two, his Grammy album of the year nominated album. He decided to make a part two, two, and he had a listening party for it with um, like a lot of his friends like Travis Scott, uh, Drake, I know Kendall Jenner was there, which was kind of surprising, but he had a huge listening party to it and he brought someone to his listening party and it was not Julia Fox. As we just learned, they're in an open relationship. So he brought another girl and this girl is the epitome of a Kim Kardashian lookalike. She is a Kim Kardashian clone. She was almost like wearing a Kim Kardashian costume. You know what the Mecca, how Kim like wore that black outfit to just symbolize like her silhouette. Like that woman may as well have just been wearing like a silhouette of Kim Kardashian. She was wearing like a black bodysuit with high boots that looked like Kim's Balenciaga outfits. She was wearing those big, wide, blue tinted sunglasses that Kim wears with like a pin straight, long ass wig. She had that big butt, slim waist. Like she definitely got a BBL. She looked exactly like Kim. Her name is Chaney Jones. She is an Instagram model. I don't know if she's a professional Kim K lookalike, but bitch, she could be. Or maybe like Kanye was like, hey, can you wear this outfit tonight so you can look like her? But it was insane that he would bring a Kim Kardashian look like, especially when he has another girlfriend and the world knows how obsessed he is with Kim to his listening party. Kanye is a human truly with no shame at all. And the fact that he would go to this level of bringing a clone to a listening party in front of all of his friends, especially with Kendall there, is fucking wild to me. Mostly because of what this represents for him. I think this represents that... He just has a really, like, deep, deep longing to have Kim back, and he's trying to fill the void of missing her. And it, you know, might work for a night with that Kim Kardashian lookalike, and he might see her and, like, think of Kim and be happy, but he's going to realize that nothing will really fill that void. He's really missing her so much and just wants to be with someone who looks like her. But he's quickly going to realize that no one can replace the wife he had in her soul and her spirit, so he should just not 
try it. I don't know. I'm surprised he would even do that. Like he knows that's not going to do anything for him. It's just going to make him sadder. That's like the utmost level of obsession. Fully Joe from you. Season four. He is. Kim is probably scared. Why do all of Kim's exes date Kim Kardashian's lookalikes after they break up with her? Like Reggie Bush literally married a Kim Kardashian lookalike. I don't know if you knew. And now Kanye's doing it. Insane. I think detaching himself from Kim would be the best for him. But I know he wants his whole family to work out. I know that would be really hard to give up. And maybe this is part of like his healing and moving on process. But it's really unfortunate because it's really unhealthy. Um, and I'm sure like you guys would be terrified if someone you were just dating broke up with you and then got a lookalike. I, I don't know. I think someone being obsessed with me is actually kind of hot. So I'd be like, ooh, they're thinking about me. I like that. But I know that's not healthy. So you guys probably wouldn't like that. So I think Kanye should immediately stop. Um, the next thing he did, though, was he demanded an apology from the whole Kardashian family. Let me read you his post. On Instagram, in a caption, he said, I still need a public apology from the entire family for this. You give everything you got to someone, then they try to bully you, and then they won't apologize. It's up till they take all accountability, every woman there, including Corey. Every woman, including Corey. We know Kanye and Corey have beef, so I'm sure that was just a little jab at him. But yeah, what I read maybe didn't make sense a little, but that's literally what Kanye typed. I was just reading verbatim what he said. He's demanding an apology from the whole Kardashian family, and he even posted a text conversation with a member of the family. We don't know which one. I'm assuming not Kim. I'm going to guess Chloe or Chris based on the context of this text, but he said, hope you have the best day, positive vibes your way. This mystery Kardashian family member replied, you too, exclamation point, positive vibes all around. And then he, later he said, I still need an apology for you not giving me the address to my daughter's birthday. And then the text cuts off and we can't read what's after that, but we see it continues. Um, that just sounds like a response that Chris or Chloe would give just to like be nice and civil and then move on. But can you believe he's demanding an apology from the Kardashians when they literally didn't do anything wrong? First of all, we all know at this point, Yes, Kanye was not given the address, but it was just at Kylie Jenner's house. And Kim said they had two birthday parties planned for Chicago. The one Kanye didn't go to was the party for Stormy and Chicago because their birthdays are really close. Kim had a party planned for just their immediate family that Kanye was going to go to to celebrate with Chicago. So he was like, Kim, want to let me celebrate with my daughter? Yes, she did. So this is just some narcissistic shit. Um, truly a personality disorder or something. I'm, I'm not a, a psychologist, but I've seen enough TikToks to know that this is the science of a narcissist. Oh my God, I recently followed that woman on TikTok. I forgot her name, but she talks all about narcissism and it's great. So I think I am pro. Hold on. I need to go find her at. She's so good. Fuck, I can't find it, but I don't want to take that long. She really educated me on narcissists though. And anyway, Kanye's being a narcissist. He's trying to make them feel bad for the scenes that he caused and the wrongs that he did to them. And now he wants to play the victim and manipulate the whole narrative to, again, make them look bad, attack their image, and make himself try to look better. But he's really just bringing himself down as well as the whole family. And does he think they really feel bad? No, he's not fooling anyone. They didn't do anything wrong. He thinks making this will make himself look better, and it will make him look like the victim father who's being shut out by the whole family. But he's just taking L after L. So actually, we just got the inside, inside, inside scoop about how Kim feels about all the Kanye drama and how she's staying so poised and calm and polite during the whole thing because she was just in a Vogue cover and it came out this morning and they asked her really briefly about the Kanye thing. And she said about how she handles it 
uh, just a safe face for her whole family, especially her kids. She said, you could be so hurt or angry at your ex. But I think in front of the kids, it always has to be, your dad's the best. Make sure you are your co-parent's biggest cheerleader, no matter what you're personally going through. I don't know how big of a person Kim Kardashian has to be to have that mindset, but it's so impressive. And it shows any attacks that Kanye is throwing out to her are just not true at all. I respect Kim so much. And it sucks, but in this situation, that's literally what you would have to do, no matter how easy it would be to, like, you know, throw shade back at your ex and get in a fight on Twitter or whatever and feed into whatever Kanye's saying, stoop to his level. It's what you have to do. Your family situation won't get any better if both parents are making a fool of themselves like that and both parents are fighting. So Kim Kardashian is being the best mom and one day Kanye West will really thank her for all of this. Anyway, thank you for joining me on Pop Culture University today. I hope you had a fun time hanging out with me and learn something and everything like that. Let's review what we learned today. So from Kim and Kanye, we learned to not post your family drama on social media. Nobody needs to be seeing all of that. Um, from... Kim, P, Kanye, Juliet, we learned that relationships come in all shapes and sizes, open relationship, closed relationship, throuples, whatever you want. It's amazing. And Valentine's Day, don't worry about the gifts. If someone truly loves you, they'll appreciate you on Valentine's Day and any other day just as much. And then from Lady Gaga, we learned that even if your hard work doesn't pay off in the way you hoped, your hard work will never be for nothing. You'll reap some benefit from it. So keep your head up. And yeah, that is it for Pop Culture University today. Those were the lessons. Thank you to those celebrities for teaching us that. If you can just rate this podcast, five star on Spotify, Apple Podcast. If you got any value from it, it would really help me out so much. Follow it for all future episodes. And yeah, have a great rest of your Wednesday. Love you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. It's 2023 and you're still looking for a baseball podcast? What's up, party people? Danny Vietti here from the Wake and Rake podcast. Yes, I know the name of our show, Freaking Rocks. Join World Series champion Will Middlebrooks and I as we banter about the best of the best from Major League Baseball, including power rankings. One of the best players of all time. Headlines. Solidifies a dynasty. And special guests. Reese Hoskins. Stroh showed. Jose Trevino. Listen and or watch every episode of the Wake and Rake podcast, available on all your favorite listening platforms and the all-new Believe Sports channel.